Texas's economy is dominated by oil and gas, but the Lone Star State also leads the nation in wind power. Wind success is also its challenge. State senators recently threatened to repeal the state's renewable energy standard that has paved the way for wind power to grow in Texas. And the move sent a troublesome signal to investors who say wind power needs support from the state and Washington to compete. For Inside Energy, Lorne Madelon of Marfa Public Radio reports. Wind power needs two things that Texas has, open space for turbines and a fiercely pro-business culture that's favored energy development since the arrival of oil and gas. That's the sound of high-stakes commerce in the flatlands of West Texas. Wind is fanning turbines operated by North Carolina-based Duke Energy Renewables. Some of Duke's wind power ends up here at an Austin institution called Taco Deli. Can I get a four-ounce Roja? Four-ounce Roja! The deli buys wind power from the city utility, Austin Energy, which gets it from Duke. The utility's customers, like deli co-owner Eric Wilkerson, can opt to buy 100% wind-generated electricity. He made that choice in 2005. The price at that time was a little bit higher than conventional electricity, but we were locked in at that price. So Wilkerson could look ahead, knowing one critical business expense wouldn't fluctuate. We were able to budget and, and have the comfort, this is what our energy costs will be. In 1999, Texas told utilities, put renewable energy into your portfolio. Texans also started paying about nine more cents a month for electricity. That subsidized transmission lines built specifically to bring wind and solar onto the grid. Texas now gets 10% of its power from wind. But this past March, a challenge in the state legislature. City Committee on Natural Resources and Economic Development will come to order. That's Texas Republican State Senator Troy Fraser in hearings on renewable energy subsidies. He doesn't think Texas needs them. There's no message here other than uh, God will say it, mission accomplished, we're going to remove that. Fraser's bill to end wind subsidies passed in the state Senate. It wasn't considered by the House, so it didn't become law. But the conversation he started continues. Why do you need to leave a requirement in place when we have far surpassed that requirement? The chief electricity regulator here is Donna Nelson, chairman of the Texas Public Utilities Commission. Wind has a really good foothold in Texas, and it's time for them really to start operating without subsidies. That free market mantra is embraced by many in conservative Texas, but the end subsidies now movement is disconcerting for the wind business. Jeff Clark leads the lobby group called the Wind Coalition. Our phone immediately started ringing. That was when Fraser's bill passed in the state Senate. Investors all over the world were looking at Texas and saying, are the policies going to change? Is my investment, is my long-term planning, my long-term investment a sound one in that state? Clark says his membership needs the same kinds of support that oil and gas have long had in Texas, and no one is challenging those. One example, the state comptroller's office says natural gas producers saved $7 billion between 2008 and 2013 because of exemptions in the tax code. Our competitors have long-term certainty in the tax code. They have long-term certainty in their subsidies. They have long-term certainty in their access to capital on Wall Street. We have none of those things. To get a better handle on the uncertainties of the wind market, we went to the University of Texas at Austin. Ian Partridge is a fellow at the school's Energy Institute. If you look at what Texas has done, it's essentially been a combination of private investment in wind generation and public investment in the transmission system. That's something that other states really should copy. This summer, the EPA will likely finalize its clean power plan. 
That plan will pressure states to look for increasing amounts of renewables. And in looking at subsidies and the future of subsidies for renewable generation, you're going to have to take that into account because without incentives for renewables, they're not going to meet their targets. The same debate's playing out in Congress. Last month, Republican Texas Congressman Kenny Marchant introduced legislation to permanently end a federal subsidy that's meant billions for wind power. The subsidy was allowed to expire last year, and not for the first time. But in his latest budget, President Obama proposes to make that subsidy permanent. All this back and forth, it's an issue. Steve Scott's the general manager of Duke Energy's wind operations. Those of us in the market strongly feel that there is more importance on long-term stability as opposed to stops and starts. It is better for the industry if we have certainty around what that future is. And unfortunately, with each administration, there's a, there's a different spin on the energy policy. And that's something that we want to get away from. Even wind supporters say that one day, perhaps within a decade, they won't need subsidies. But opponents say that wind's exponential growth means that day's already arrived. For Inside Energy, I'm Lorne Madelon.